Our comrades at Black Feminist Future will be hosting a free virtual experience celebrating the legacy, power, and possibilities of Black feminisms on August 28th. We deeply believe that Black liberation is achievable. And to get there, we must center Black feminisms, build power, and organize to defend and protect Black women, girls, and gender non-conforming folks. Jubilee will be a space to be reintroduced, re-energized, and renewed in Black feminisms. Register for free at BlackFeministHomecoming.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Aon. And I'm the Lioness. And you're listening to Box Number 512 Podcast. Roll Black Trans Woman Talk. Changing your world one conversation at a time. The show begins now. If you would like to see this episode along with other exclusive content, Make sure you become a patron by going to our box number 512 podcast Patreon page where you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. The link to the page is in the show notes for the show. So make sure you go on over there if you would like to see the episode in addition to listening to it. All right, y'all. Back to the show. Welcome to another installment of box number 512 podcast. I am your co-host, Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. Y'all, let's get into updates. Um, work is still stressful. Bitch, to be honest, I've been trying to, I've been feeling myself getting depressed um, just because of stuff that's going on at work. Uh, the cases that we work on is very is we're responding to stuff that's happening in real time so it's very stressful it's very overwhelming and then like dealing with the like inner bureaucracy in my job and having to go to this person to get approval for stuff and then like getting denied from stuff and just having stuff changed on you at the last minute it's kind of been triggering my depression very thankful that i have my um antidepressants that's been helping but the last couple of days, it's just like been hard to get out of the bit, out of bed, because it's just like, what the fuck for? Um, work is chaotic, and usually my professional life is kind. I'm kind of in control of that, so even when my personal life is crazy and there's stuff going on, I can count on my professional life to um, be consistent. But that's kind of been out of control, and then like personally, like I have my friends and stuff like that. But um, I've kind of been wanting like some type of like romantic energy or just the, the the affection of a partner that, you know, you can just come home to and tell your business to and it can just be a support. So just not having that and just having to deal with stuff and trying to work through the dep- depression this week. It's been a lot, but I'm still here. I'm still in, in the fight. I know I'm valuable. I, you know, I know all of these things, but... This summer and this week, like professional wise, it's just been hard. Um, no thanks to these bigots and these racists that are passing all of these crazy laws and, and we have to respond to them. But on a different note, this past weekend, I was able to go back home to Baltimore for the weekend to visit my mom and visit my dog, Savannah. And um, I didn't really get to uh, spend a whole lot of time with my mom because she worked this weekend, but 
I, I just, it's, this is good to be home when she goes to work and she knows that somebody's watching the house and I was able to walk the dog. I went out to a club in Baltimore. I haven't been out in Baltimore to a club with one of the girls. I can't even remember the last time, but it was good to go out. It's good to be somewhere where people know you and everybody knows your name and um, going out to clubs in different cities, though it's fun, because I don't really know those people because I'm not from there, it kind of um, lacks that home element. So it was good to go to, I went to the Baltimore Eagle, had a uh, fabulous time with my sis Paige and my other friend um, and um, at former hairstylist, um, Shanae. Hey, Shanae. Um, we were able to go out and have a girl's um, time. And um, we're actually working on planning a trip for our birthday to um, Las Vegas. And I don't even know, I, mean, I, I don't even know why I didn't tell you about this, um, Samaya, but um, I definitely need to dig into the details. But um, just trying to do more trips for my girls and um, just have a good time and enjoy, enjoy each other's company. Like we really had a good time drinking, getting drunk, dancing, talking shit with my girlfriend. So I want more of that energy in my life. And even though Baltimore has changed, Baltimore is still home. I'm still a Baltimore girl. So it's just good to be back in a place where I feel comfortable and where people know me. I got my hair cut. Shout out to um, Nick Blends, my barber. I love him down. Um, yeah, but I'm just trying. Uh, once again, I'm in a, a season of change in my life. And I'm just trying to, with all of the uncertainty, I'm just trying to find something to hold on to, to get me through and just um be optimistic but yeah work has work has been hard y'all it's, it's been hard um i actually just finished a conference today where um for the lgbt bar where i was able to um hold space yesterday with black lgbtq lawyers and today um queer women of color lawyers so it was good to be able to share space with people that share parts of my identity you know so you feel less alone but yeah, child, I'm just taking it day by day. Sis, what is your update? Well, so um, um, this week has been interesting. So um, I guess I can, I'll start out by saying, um, you know, I've lost a couple of really good friends in the last month. Um, one of them, you know, of course I won't go into name specifics, but one of them was one of my um, cishet guy friends. And that friendship was very important to me because I felt like, you know, it was nice to be able to have a guy friend that was, you know, that wasn't trying to push up on me, that legitimately was just like a real friend. But um, like a lot of cishet men, I became his emo, like, you know, he had, he had um, an interesting view on women and women's position, you know, how women should be or whatever, whatever. And I was always overlooking that, you know, but, um, as soon as I voiced that I needed more from the friendship, it was very much a rejection. And I was realized that I was kind of becoming an emotional handmaiden for him. Um, and when he, I mean, he had the inability to take critique at, at it, you know, critique or criticism at all. Um, particularly as a friend, me saying, I like, I would like to have more balance in our relationship and that didn't work out well. And so that was just like a rejection because, you know, particularly because, I'm not somebody that likes confrontation. Um, I'm, I'm actually very averse to it. So 
I didn't, you know, I try to approach things from a very neutral point of view. Um, and, and even I was almost even too apologetic. I feel like, like I was apologizing for needing more, you know, needing more out of the friendship. But even with me being as, as, as passive as I could, um, it still didn't go well. And I, you know, that was difficult, but I was willing to be okay with it because I am a grown ass woman. And I, if I can't communicate my needs to you and if me communicating my needs to you leads you to snap off on me, then we really weren't as close as I thought. So that was difficult. And then I had another good girlfriend and long story short, she wasn't who she said she was. And when I, you know, once I, once I kind of tried to have that conversation, I was rejected and that was very difficult. So. I'm learning, what I'm learning is, is that a lot of the um, emotional connections that I have in my life, um, I'm having to reassert boundaries and reassess people and make sure that I'm being authentic to myself and my own mental health. I know that's a big thing that black women have been talking about recently, but like really though, I feel like it's very important for you to prioritize the and make sure you have people around you that are supportive to you, that aren't, just getting something from you that they're not able or willing to give back. Um, I'm not somebody that um, that likes to lose friends or loses friends often. So to say that, you know, I've lost friends so quickly this month, it's just letting me know that God is trying to prepare me, I guess, coming up to my birthday for change because you know, I, I, I tend to be somebody that is very, that, that really leans into friendship, but I also have leaned into toxic people in my past. And so God is telling me, I guess, that in this new journey, I'm going to have to move differently. Um, on um, In other news, um, I did get um, a, new, a new client uh, for my consulting business, and that looks like it's going to be a very lucrative opportunity, and it feels good to have something that I think is going to distract me. Um other than that, I've just been living, loving, laughing. Oh, so this week, we're recording later than we usually do because there was a, a Wi-Fi outage to my entire side of town um, and it affected over 200 homes. And we did not have Wi-Fi for uh, go, uh, go, pushing up on three days. Um, and that was stressful as fuck. Um, just realizing that we have all these electronic devices for those of you who um, participate in our book club, y'all know I used to always talk about, you know, I, I buy my books electronically now. Well, girl, if the Wi-Fi is out, that's a paperweight. So mind you, at a certain point, the power was out too. So bitch, your first instinct is, oh, well, let me, you know, first thing is to let me get a book to read. And I had downloaded these books. I had downloaded the books for our... Um, book club, but I, and I was like, oh, I can catch up on those, or one of my favorite books. And bitch, my phone was a paperweight. Like, it was, the, you can't even use Siri when you don't have Wi-Fi. I didn't know that. When you don't have, because <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> it was a gag. So I was three days sitting in the house, like, picking up hardbacks, like, trying to reread books I already read, because now I can't watch TV. So all of these streaming services we pay for, music, like, girl, we don't even have hard copy music no more. So I couldn't even, like, listen to music. Like, it was gagging. I was like, oh, shit. We are really uh, dependent on Wi-Fi. And when it's gone, bitch, it's gone. So, bitch, I'm glad that it's back on now so we can record today. We had to push back recording usually a little later than we do when we ordinarily do in the week. 
and I'm just happy to be here. Um, girl, this week has been a lot, but I'm, I'm, you know, highs and lows, but I'm here. I'm here. So before we get into our main topic, definitely have to do some housekeeping. So one, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Make sure you rate us five stars and leave a comment. It makes it easier for people to find our podcast, especially if they want a podcast about Black trans women, Black trans women content. So make sure you're doing that. Also, I want to give a shout out to our patrons over on Patreon. Thank you guys for supporting us every month. Um, also, our book of the month. For August is the meaning of Mariah Carey by Mariah Carey and Michaela Angela Davis. We will be having our live book review on Saturday, August 14th at 8 p.m. only on our Patreon page. You have to be a level two and three patron um, starting as low as $7 to um, watch us live and you can comment and interact with us on the live video where we will be discussing all things Mariah Carey that she talks about in this book. I also just finished I Can't Date Jesus by Michael um, Archinoff. Fabulous book, fabulous, fabulous, fabulous book. I really enjoyed that. I'm about to start the book by Harry Zayed, um, his memoir, but um, I'm really enjoying getting back into reading. I, I feel like I'm like, with the combination of reading and the combination of watching these shows, like, I just really feel like I'm expanding my mind. I just finished Power. Oh, just finished Power. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> so I think we, I think we're going to have to plan a day where we, um, where we come. I think we're going to, we can do like an additional bonus episode um, on Patreon just so I can just talk about how I hated everybody in Power and like, Ghost really went ham in those last six episodes, like with the nastiness and the so like he really went the fuck in. Like, cause I guess he really thought like he was gonna be this lieutenant governor and it was just going to change his and it's like nigga, you're still a black man and you're not free from like you weren't that was always his problem. He always changed up on a bitch when it, he it didn't even set in that you were in this new position. Like you read them bitches left and right, and then you get pulled back in the game. But we will have a likely have a conversation about um, power, quote unquote, book one, whatever the the book was. But um, yeah, I it was I had a ride on um, watching Power. I'm about to start another. Um, I'm it's either going to be between True Blood or Snowfall. But I think I'm gonna do True Blood because I think I'm about to cancel my HBO Max subscription. But um, yeah, I've been enjoying watching TV and just expanding my world. Those are all of the... Oh, also, when you listen... If you are listening to this episode, um, you heard our advertisement for Jubilee play for uh, by Black Feminist Futures. That is going to be August the 28th. Um, you can write... It's totally free, totally virtual. So if you want to uh, participate in Jubilee please look in the show notes and you'll be able to find the registration link information and you can be a part of the, that event. Um, shout out to Black Feminist Features who approached us to uh, do advertise on their behalf and we're happy to do it because the, the event aligns with our overall mission while we do this podcast. And yeah, so you'll be hearing that commercial from now until the event on August 28th. Uh, sis, did you have have any announcements or anything you wanted to add? Um, 
No, I don't really have any particular announcements other than we have gotten a lot of great feedback. So um, I just got feedback. Some people hit me up. Apparently, the people enjoyed episode 70. They're loving the mashup episodes that we've been doing these last couple of episodes. What episode was that? Um, episode 70. I listened to it today. It was the episode where we were talking about... Um, oh, God. It was... Um, it was a mashup, but we were talking was about... It- was it the G-string one? Um, let me let me look right now. Was it the right T-string now. one? I'm going to Spotify right now. We done did so many episodes, girl. They start to blend. The episode in seventy hit. Like episode seventy hit, girl. Let me see. Okay, I'm looking right now because I just I actually listened to the episode. I can't remember. But girl, hold on. Um, because I'm on Spotify now. I gotta see myself, bitch, because we really hit on episode seventy. Um, episode 70 is didn't give what it was supposed to, to give, so I got. Um, that's where we talked about um updates on summer on our summer. Oh, that our- was the one where I was just talking about dating these tired ass men with oh, the guy that um that was going to stand me up to, to when I went to the little drag show, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, we talked about um. I think I, I talked about, oh, that was the episode, was that the episode where I talked about the girls? Oh, no, no, that was the one after, that was 71, where I talked about the girls. I listened to two episodes, 70 and 71 today. So, bitch, I okay. was confused. Mm-hmm. But, um, Look, yeah, that, we got a lot of good feedback, so thank you to those of you that are following along and listening. Our really regular listeners, y'all are amazing, and we really, really appreciate you. Um, and for those of you who are on Patreon today recording, I know you see that I have my big mane of Afro out. My birthday is coming. So I wanted to change it up. I'm 24 days away from my birthday. And um, I those, it was time for those um, faux locks to come down. So bitch, I have this big ass hair that I don't know what to do with. And we'll see. But yeah, y'all, if you're looking on Patreon... And you're on Patreon, you're getting the whole conversation and we love you and y'all are catching us in our raw and we appreciate it. Oh, and I just wanna give one more um, birthday, a birthday shout out to Jaasia who was- Oh yes, it is Jaasia's birthday. Happy birthday to Jaasia, Leo season, um, work. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I think that's all the announcements. Jumping into our main topic, y'all know we gotta talk about this the baby and TI and Boosie. First of all, before we do that, I also want to talk about mental health today too and Simone Biles and those things. Go ahead. Okay. Gotta give a shout out to my son. My son, our son, little (laughs) not Girl, we have a battle for him because we equally claim him. So apparently, he has who released his video, I think last Friday for Industry. I'm so proud of him. He released his video for Industry Baby. First of all, even before we get to the video, I think people that didn't like the Montero song, I feel like people that generally like hip hop or whatever, like the Industry Baby song because it's a, it's a fan. Like, I could see myself twerking in the club. Like, like, is that is a summer song? Is that a bop. a bop? So shout out to him for 
being a black queer man creating bops for everybody in the club. The video gave me my life. He like, yes, he does like he does stuff for shock value. But I like that there's a method to his madness. I like that there's a mesh a message and everything makes sense. Like the fact that you said it in the present, the fact that you made the present that you had dark skin, brown skin, black people dancing with you, the visual in the prison, the fact that you were playing on like this over hyper masculine thing, but then you're making it cunt, you're making it feminine. The fact that you're doing the scene in the shower, what's the one thing that everybody's like, oh, don't drop the soap. Like you're like, it's like you're taking a knife, you're pushing, you're pushing it in and you're twisting it. Like I love that he knows exactly what he's doing. I like the fact that he's being so extreme because now everybody that comes after him, you can literally just fall on the spectrum wherever you are open. You don't have to be as extreme as him, but you can just be out there and just say, I'm this and I'm that. And the lane has already been carved out. So I just love him. I love that he's having fun. I love that he's um, playing. I love that he's ready to take on the critics. Like everything about him, like the, like I really love how he's coming into his own with his artistry, his music and his visuals. I'm really looking forward to the day where he can start uh, putting other black queer artists on or artists who are already out there. Like I'm thinking of like Saucy Santana, Duran Bernard, like people that already have legitimate careers where he's able to collaborate them and open them up to bigger audiences. Like I really like how he's playing the game. So definitely want to give a shout out to him. I saw a meme that said, um, Little Nas X is doing what Tadra Call thinks that he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was saying. I like I like Tadra Call and no shit. I like the video, the Rain and Man video. I thought it was very cute. It was very poppy. But you can tell Tadra Call is, he's like the mass appeal. Like you could tell his core audience is like 12 year old little white girls. Yeah. And that's okay. Cause that's how you get your coin. But um, Tadrick is a little whitewash. No, not saying that he's not a black man and he's not part of black culture, but like, you're clearly for the white gays, and that's fine, sis. Get your horn. Yeah, and he capes for um, he capes for Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah, and I feel like you can he you can feel the I'm the black BFF sometimes in the way some of the things that Todrick says. Um, so I'm I'm glad. So I, to my my opinion on um, Little Nas X, of course, you know I'm his mother as well, and. I'm equally as proud because um, I love that he gets satire. I love his intelligence. I love like what like what um, Brianna said. I love that he knows exactly where to slap the knife between the ribs. Like he knows how to get people, and he knows how to really play into their deep insecurities, but also expose them. And anybody to me that has the guts in an industry that says you cannot be, you, you know how many R and B singers and rappers which we'll get into later, that are hiding on the DL and using this masculine bravado to really take down a community that they're low-key a part of. I love that he understood that once he got that platform, he could really be transformative. And his music, like you said, is also a bop, but the imagery, the visuals, the, the, the queens twerking and they twerking and they pink 
prison uniforms. Right. All of that to me was just life. I just, it really made me have just a love and respect for him because a lot. I, I imagine how much easier childhood could have been for girls like myself and young boys out there that needed to need to see queer examples and that it's okay and that you and all of your glory it's a bunch it's a whole community of people that are like that and regardless of what especially particularly for those of us that come from small towns regardless of what your church say or your small town you know he's really opening the conversation and exposing the hypocrisy of a lot of shit and uh, giving people a possibility model that i don't think they would have had so shout out to Little Nas X for just being dope. And then for some of the people that said they didn't get the video and that's a mockery to jail, the, he literally burnt the jail down at the end of the video. So what do y'all... And this is what people don't realize. Satire is mockery, but it's done with an additional lens. I feel like low-key Little Nas videos expose people's intelligence because everybody can't get metaphors. Everybody can't get... Like some people don't have the capacity to understand deeper metaphors or they don't have the capacity to get like the cre the creative way of addressing an issue but Shakespeare did it people would people have been doing this type of comedic almost almost in a way comedic satire in performance for a very long time i think a lot of our cultural experiences as a trans community come from people that had this kind of mentality and I love that he's carrying the tradition and bringing it mainstream and he's not afraid to use his light to be himself and be himself in the light. Some of y'all motherfuckers is out here lying, pretending and faking it. We're going to talk a little bit about y'all later. Yes. Cause I do want to talk about the baby and all of the nonsense girl, but yeah, shout out to the nice extra mothers. Love you. I will concede. <laughs> I will concede. I'll, I'll share you with my sister, but bitch, your mother's. Love. Lenoche, and now I want to hear the album, bitch. Oh, like, I can't wait. Yeah, and extra like baby is an indication of like what the music is going to sonically sound like. I need a whole. I need the album now. I'm ready to yeah, play yeah. the album. You know you want to put on that suit and be seen, bitch. <laughs> right. Like, it's, like, it, it's very much about. So shout out to Little Nas X. Keep doing you. Keep freeing us all. Because you you having the freedom to get out there, bitch, it, it, it makes me feel free. It makes me um, feel seen. So I, I live for it. I love it. But oh, one thing I did do this weekend that I didn't say. I'm sorry. Go ahead, girl. No, go ahead. I was gonna say one thing that I did do this weekend that I did not see. It was so um, you know how they have the mall walkers, and I went. Why well, I, I started going to the mall with my sister-in-law. We were walking together doing the mall walking. Shout out to black people trying to get their exercise on. It was so refreshing. There was this lady that she had to be like in her seventies, and you could tell she had a recent stroke. Like she was dragging an entire half of her body, baby. But she was getting around that mall. And there was this. Uh, there were these young, these these black people of various ages, but they were all pretty mature. But they were just seeing them interact and laugh, and I can't wait till I can join and be a part of that community because now we're gonna make it a thing. Like we're, we're gonna go regularly, and it just seems so cool. Like they were busting in the mall and dancing. You know, if you seeing somebody old enough to be your grandmama dancing to the little mall music as they walk in, and knowing that the mall's open yet. You know, so it's still like the mall's still closed. So a bitch, it's just the crew. But I can't wait to be a part of the crew. I feel like they're very warm and welcoming. And so shout out to the Stonecrest Mall walking crew. Actually, <laughs> 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 T, to watch them really, like, to see them in their little social network and to see grandma busting it in them all because, you know, they ain't got the young kids around judging. So it was cool. It was cool. Right, right. Mm -hmm. um, 
But Lil Nas X's video, it has, bitch, it has brought out all the homophobes, bitch. Like all. Just and it's so really scary. Like because you know it's like there's homo. There's I, okay. So I, I'm aware that homophobia is this hell. I'm trans. I know. I know. I know. I know. But it is so scary to watch him pull out the deep dyed in the wool homophobes that were hiding beneath the surface. I mean, it's giving very 1950s the way they talking now. Like, <laughs> like, like we don't deserve to work or have jobs or be seen or, you know, like I'm, I'm a part of these, like, you know, when the um, presidential election was happening, particularly here in Atlanta, you know, I started joining a lot of the black political groups, you know, because we, you know, we were a battleground state and I started joining a lot of those and like, just to see how many people and some, how many black folks still have visceral negative reactions to, to queer people being employed, to queer people being on TV, to queer people holding hands, to people actually existing. It's amazing to me. And also to hear how closely black people want to present them, want to, how their proximity to whiteness, I should say, makes them feel like like particularly those like well-off kind of black people, they kind of fall into this respectability politics where anybody that's not like heteronormative with two kids on a white picket fence is an embarrassment. Like y'all, are, you're they're embarrassing the race. It's like, girl, how? And then you hear a lot of black people saying things like, "We can't be gay and black. We can't be queer and black." So then they're like, "Oh, well, y'all LGBT people, y'all want something different. Y'all want y'all y'all want everything to be about y'all." It's like. Nothing is really about us. Like we really are just getting to the place where he could be on fucking TV holding hands with men and twerking and shit. Like we just get into that place. Like I don't understand, but it's just the idea of I guess black folk feeling like because we're queer, we're no longer we're no longer welcome to all the privileges of calling ourselves black people. It's really crazy because the cops don't care, the life don't care, the streets don't care. I'm still black. But it's just interesting. But what were you going to say, sis? Girl, I'm going to be honest. Like, all of the shit that has been happening this week, like, first of all, the the shit with the baby, that kind of, that hurt my feelings. And I'm not HIV positive, but, like, the fact that that was, like, that ignorance was out there, and I'm so close to some, there's so many people in my life that are living with HIV, and that, they work so hard to um, like and to battle and get under control that own their own internalized stuff about them um, being a person that lives with HIV and just combating the stigma and just being in community having HIV and just how people in community like I know how hard people living with the virus work to to just to just be themselves and just to live and to just the baby with his platform like the baby I kind of have been I, I did like him I do think the baby is attractive and I liked his persona when he came into the game he was hugged up on Lizzo he seemed like he liked uh he was a fan of black women fat black so I, I just thought like Oh, like this is a young rapper that I can get behind. Maybe he's this new millennial rapper, and this like maybe it's gonna be different this time. But like 
It was the shit with him punching one of his fans that was a black woman. The shit with him and Danny Lee, the the little light-skinned Dominican girl, how she was doing the colorism shit and he wasn't really checking that. Mm-hmm. And then now this, like, you, you get Oh, no, the baby stallion, how he turned. Well, oh, he- yeah, yeah that, yeah, that just happened, how he turned on her for Tory Lanez. And, like, it's just, like, it's just like a, a collection of things that have happened really fast that, bitch, I don't feel no ways tired about like not supporting him, about being happy, being gleefully happy when opportunities are pulled from him because it's just like, you could have made a different choice. Like you could, like you could have made a different choice, but I was just really, just to see how people are still ignorant about HIV. And this is not to say that I was an angel because I have had to work through my own um, prejudices about um, HIV and a lot of it stems from my fear of contracting HIV because we do live in a community where um, Black trans women, we do have high rates of people who live with HIV in our community or it's very likely that we can um, contract it. Um, So I I had fears about HIV that inform my own prejudices that I'm still trying to work through like uh, or just something I think about, like, would I date a man that is HIV positive? Like, would I, not even would I get into a relationship, but would I um, hook up with them for one night if I know that they have HIV? And I have to be honest and say that that's something I'm still working through. And I don't want to um, get on this pedestal and act like, like, I feel like we all have to work through unlearning, like, HIV stigma because we're all impacted by it. Um, so... I'm somebody that's still learning, but having people close to me that are living with the virus and they're going through their own journey, it's made me be more compassionate. It's made me not do like the jokes, like the house in Virginia joke and the, the because it's just like, girl, like I can't use my privilege to like shit on somebody else in no shade, girl, with the way the statistics are, it could be me. Like it could be, even if I am safe or I'm careful, it it just could be me. So I just, um, I just want to be open-minded and I, I want to be aware and I want to be um, compassionate and I don't want to, like when you are close to people that have HIV and they go through their depression or they go like, I don't want to try to force them to snap out of it or say, well, girl, you should do this. Or all I can do is just be a friend and be beside you. But um, when the baby said that, it just, it made me sad. It made me sad because it's just like, straight people like to act like they're so oppressed but like y'all bitches really have control of the narrative and it's just um dangerous and then i think the thing that pissed me off even more in addition to him bringing tory lanes on stage and it's like why are you picking this nigga who's even less successful than you and like just ruining your career behind both of y'all's mutual hatred of this one woman who is minding her business um but I think what pissed me off even more was just how he doubled down on it, how he said that people with HIV are nasty and none of his fans, gay fans have HIV. And it's like, clearly you know nothing about the gay community. Not saying that um, the gay community or the LGBT community, that just because you're part of the community, you're HIV positive, but it's a high, it's a highly likely chance that you can contract your disease. And it's a large number of us that are disproportionately impacted um, by the disease. So for you to say something like that and then to equate having HIV with being nasty and 
So we've had, we've had this conversation. We've had the divest from black men conversation, and we've also had the playful conversation last year when we like we have to leave. We have to let the leave these niggas to the Karens and the exoticals because bitch, it's so it's tiring. It is, and in the way that other prominent black men like purposely went out of their way to go to bed to ti like of all the things that you have to worry about you had time for this like don't you have to battle the case where you you and tiny allegedly drug numbers of black women and was having um unconsented sex with them you allegedly dipping your big toe in a woman's coochie like don't you have like like the and it just shows, it shows, the, it goes back to something that you said in a, another episode in reference to trans people, how like outing us is a sport and how cis hat people take joy and they, or just cis people in general take delight and take joy in outing us. And it's the same thing for heterosexual people. It's just like, they take joy in hating us and like being violent, being violent either with their words or with their actions or being intentionally obtuse when it's like, well, if you get space to express yourself and to create a lane for safety and acceptance, then that means that I have space to be even more hateful and to be even more bigoted because it's the same thing. Like this is the way that particularly black men go out, go out of their way to um, be hateful. I don't know. And then with the little boosty situation where like, like clockwork, Boosie is always going, if there's something gay and there's something trans in the Black community, like clockwork is, is always going to, sh- he's just going to show up like clockwork. Mm-hmm. This whole situation, for me, it really has reaffirmed, again, why I have to continue to invest and cultivate my relationships with women and femmes. Um, and deal with black cis men on like a one-on-one basis or like a case-by-case basis. Um, because I realized that I, I only ever feel safe with other um, women and femmes. And I don't really, I can't depend on a man to keep me safe. I don't need a man to keep me safe. I am willing to have one-on-one relationships with black cis men as they come. But this thing just, it, it it reaffirmed for me why I don't feel com- comfortable in spaces with cishet people, why I'm not the girl that's like, well, I want to go to a straight club and test my realness. Now, if we can go to a lounge, it's not as tense as being in a straight club because you can maneuver, like when we went to the cigar bar, it wasn't as tense and people, you don't have to perform as much, but this whole situation, it just reaffirmed like, we as women and feminists, we are moving in the right direction with this divest from um, Black man culture. Because these men, like, even when confronted with the reasons why they're wrong, even when they are monetarily losing benefits, because, like, it's not a subjective opinion on whether you felt like you had the right to say the right thing or you felt like you said the right thing. Objectively, the baby, T.I. and company, objectively it's wrong it's not your this is my opinion about hiv that you are going to die in two to three years it's factually incorrect and it's objectively bigoted is wrong and the fact that you're going to fight like y'all are no better than like the trump supporters 
I feel like I'm talking. Sis, come in. I feel like you want to make some points. I do want to make some points. So I also want to catch some catch the folks up. So at, at, the baby performed at a Rolling Loud concert, and um, and it was a FASTA festival in Miami. And he spent a portion of his set making deeply homophobic remarks on stage, but he also made remarks about black women, um, or about women in general. If your pussy smell like water, if you, you know, he was making comments playing into like these really um, misogynistic views on what a clean woman is. He also was making comments related to specifically put your hands up, put your phone up if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot. So it was like, even beyond his HIV AIDS remark, he also made remarks that directly targeted the LGBT community specifically. Um, the problem that I have with the baby and all of his remarks is that in 2021, you have no excuse for that level of ignorance. He was really, really parodying late, I mean, 80s and 90s HIV AIDS fear mongering tactics. Um, he was really, really trying, and you know, he re made reference to and all them other deadly diseases that'll kill your ass in a week or two. First of all, that lets me know how ignorant that he is. For um, what I, my, my, a lot of my professional background has been in HIV AIDS, working with individuals and case management, helping people connect to services dealing with black women, who is one of the fastest growing groups of individuals that are um, contracting HIV. And as someone that has been an advocate, been in community, actually been a service provider for people who have done HIV testing and counseling, I know that what he's saying is very outdated old information that is not accurate. One, HIV is a condition that now is manageable. We have gotten to the place where even with the medication, it, we have preventative medication now that is out there that allows people to be able to lower the chance of them contracting it. But even beyond that, we actually have it to where undetectable is untransmittable. And so for those of you who don't know what that means, we actually have medications now that are different, different classes of medications now that allow individuals to be HIV positive and to get their viral load low enough where they're considered undetectable. And the viral load is so low that they're unable to transmit the virus to other individuals. So the idea that in a concert, a rapper would, would put up a, um, would, would be on the mic and would put out there, raise your cameras if you don't have these nasty ass diseases. Uh, it, and not to, and to add, at a concert with like 40,000 people close together and none of y'all have masks on. Go ahead, sis. I, I just had to put that out Let's in. put that out there. We're in the middle of a pandemic that's increasing with the Delta variant. And with the Delta Sigma Theta variant. <laughs> with the IOTA. <laughs> right. With all these different variants, girl. Like, literally, we're at the place where in 2020, for him to even put that out there, it plays into that old antiquated fear back in the day when people were not letting their HIV relatives in their homes, not allowing them to be buried in their funeral homes, not allowing them to drink off glasses or eat off plates, not allowing them to be hugged. Well, we know now, first of all, not only is HIV never, has it never been a gay disease, but it is a disease that does not care about gender. It doesn't care about politics. It doesn't care about race. It is a, 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 a disease that happens to affect people, but the reality of it is, is having it is not a death sentence. And the idea that he put that narrative out there, I feel like was terrible. So I want to say, fuck him for that. Um, right. Also, I want to say his homophobia in particular is problematic because he plays into this whole idea that to be 
LGBT means that you're engaging in high risk behaviors in like the idea that like he put out there, well, and shout out to the niggas that ain't sucking dick in the parking lot. And then his hype man said, yeah, cause niggas out here be sus. Well, first of all, I would like to say that is a very specific um, thing, sir. Um, there are lots of, there are lots of um, LGBT folks, but the sucking dick in the parking lot to me, for me, sounds like an experience. Sounds like something you've been exposed to. Sounds like something that you may yourself have a personal issue with because you're something you know. But a lot of the LGBT people I know are are not just having sex in parking lot. He reduced an entire identity to a set of behaviors that I think is just, once again, a cis heteronormative way of trying to use the most inflammatory way to talk about a community. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the problematicness of his apology, so I'm going to pull up. Hold on, before you get to that, and if somebody was sucking dick in the parking lot, so fucking what, bitch? Oh, girl, my, I love that. Mom, I this diamond. She put up, you, have you really lived if you haven't sucked a dick in the parking First of all, girl, it was like, you know, um, the most problematic sunset pieces be the finest ones, and I'm pretty sure they was all up and through that festival. Hell, you lucky my, I would have been sucking dick in the fucking parking lot, all the finest niggas that I, and girl, that's your problem now. Sunset people be so worried about what queer people is doing in the bedroom. Stay in y'all fucking boring ass lane where the women don't get orgasms because the niggas don't care about them. I think the pleasure gap is about 28% of women have actually, since had women have actually had um orgasms and you don't actually, you don't actually squirt out your pussy until you're a lesbian homegirl, fuck around with y'all or y'all little girlfriend. So mind y'all business and let us do what we do, bitch. And if we want to suck some dick in the parking lot because the trade is dead and that's the only time he could get away from his baby lover or whatever, let us do what we do. Mind your business, sis. So now, to take you further on this twisted fuck of a journey with the baby, on Monday, um, not 48 hours after his original comments, he started um, losing sponsorship deals and he tried to walk back some of his statements. So he tweeted... Anybody who ever done been affected by HIV AIDS, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offending anybody, so my apologies. But to the LGBTQ plus community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Do you? Y'all business is y'all business. And the last part of that, that, that I ain't tripping on y'all, y'all do you, y'all business is y'all business, it just lets you know that his, his remarks about HIV were not intended to affect the larger community, but he wanted us as LG people to know I am talking about you and I ain't tripping on your feelings and I don't give a fuck about how it hurts y'all because y'all business is y'all business and that y'all business is y'all business part is something that society uses, particularly our black folks to silence us. Because that y'all business is y'all business is really saying, I don't want to know. I don't want to see. I want, they, they, they want us to go back to the days where we're living in secret and hiding. They would prefer, and a lot of, let's keep it real, especially in the South, a lot of the reason why there are Black, a lot of these Black conservatives continually vote for Trump and other people at the expense of their own civil rights is because they have a problem with the fact that the Democratic Party has embraced the LGBT community. If we're going to keep it real, a lot of Black people are conservative because their Black church values teach them to hate people who are different. And so the, the 
what the baby did was actually play into a deeper psychological issue that a lot of people have with people just living their authentic self. Now, on one breath, y'all say, y'all, y'all say, oh, we don't want you to be DL. We want you to tell your truth. We want you to live and be who you are. But in the next breath, the black community and their respectability politics will say, but we don't want to know nothing about it. I don't want to see you in the road. I don't want you at my job. I don't want you to be to be who you are. I want you to lie to me. So which do you want? Do you want someone that is going to stand in their authentic self and be who they are and live proud and happy in this world? Or do you want an oppressed group of people that's living on the DL, that's navigating and lying to survive? Because ultimately what y'all business is y'all business is, is we don't, I don't want to know about your existence. I would rather you not exist and be noticeable in the world. But um, even that statement is a fucking lie because... You want it to be your business when you want to use your platform to blast us and talk down on us. So that part, if, it, if our business was our business, you could keep our name out your motherfucking mouth. How about that? So, um, that's, so that's a lie, bitch. And that's why y'all are gagging because now that we have the visibility, now that we are reclaiming our narratives, you we, they, aka Dave Chappelle and all the other people, we can no longer be the punching bag or if you try to make the punch us the punching bag, now it comes with consequences. Now you got to worry about Elton John coming off his I was just going to say on Wilton John, on Wednesday, Elton John caught wind of the situation and he spoke on it. Dua Lipa, who had a song with him, she spoke on it. And I live for that song too. And I, actually, the version without him on it, I actually prefer that version. No shit. Quiet as it's kept. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this is just really, so there was a time where people with HIV AIDS were not being allowed to get funding. There was a time during the Reagan era where we had, where he, our president of our country would not even speak the name AIDS. He would not even speak and talk about the people that were affected by it. So the idea that we've just gotten to the place where people even, or even feel comfortable coming out as HIV positive, and then for this man to just who 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 knows you nigga you wear pampers so let's not even go into like respectability politics but this man who also aware is aware of the world we live in today for him to make that statement and to have ti come and try to stand with that because ultimately what ti said was and what well what a lot of people are saying is y'all want more rights than black folks well how about we're black and we still want don't want to be killed by y'all how about that how about it's not that we want more rights. We want you to understand that we can be both. We can both be black and LGBT, and both of them are not mutually exclusive. And all of and all of us should be able to show up in the space. So now, um, what the baby did do. So now, of course, you know he's a double down person. So um, today, the baby, um, he put out a video called "Giving What Is Supposed to Give," which was released today. A he phrase the popularized by the girls. Yes, right. M mind you, it's using gay slang, giving what is supposed to give. That is very much gay slang. Oh, Le and also legendary. Um, Ro Ro Alar Roach says that constantly on Legendary. Yes. And so, giving what is supposed to give is a very common phrase in our community that has existed my entire life and I'm sure beyond. But anyway. It was um, the name of one of our episodes, bitch. It, it is. It is the name of one of our episodes. And that's just so interesting. Um, given what it's supposed to give, which was released today, he appears to make two references to his onstage remarks. Midway through the video, he holds up a sign that says AIDS. 
The video ends with a message spelled out in rainbow lettering, don't fight hate with hate. And then my apologies for me being the same way you want the freedom to be you. So essentially I have the freedom, just like y'all want the freedom to live and exist in this world, I have a right to hate you. I have a right to say things that are negative about you. I have a right to make you feel unwelcome at my concerts. I have that 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 are that are in public spaces, okay? I have a right to talk shit about you. And then it also shows that his apologies to people who are HIV and, and who have who are affected and in, uh, affected and impacted by HIV AIDS, it it shows that his um comments were, or his apology was nothing because essentially in this video you then put up mocking a mocking sign and that's what you know he's laughing with the sign up in his face. <laughs> it's, you're so stupid. You are you're so, so stupid. stupid. So brands um, have pulled away from him. There was a celebrity clothing brand called Boohoo Man, which I never heard of. Um, they condemned the use of his language and they confirmed that they would no longer be working with the baby. Their statement read, diversity and inclusion are a part of Boohoo Group's DNA. And we pride ourselves. In, and I love that they capitalized that Boohoo Group's is, as they said, inclusion is a part of our DNA and we pride ourselves on representing the diverse customers we serve across the world. We stand by and support the LGBT community and do not do not tolerate any hate speech of, or discrimination in any form. So shout out to these organizations that are aware that we, our money spends, that we are the tastemakers and the trendsetters in a lot of ways. Clearly, you trying to read a community while stealing their language and stealing their, their, their glow and their shine, but uh, ultimately, it is just it, it is it is sexy to these men. It is popular. It is the new Debra thing to to talk about gay people. It's just so interesting because in a weird way, I feel like it is in the oppression Olympics that people want to play. Black men, in particular, feel like they are like not only are they the most oppressed group, they're so invested in that logic that any other my, any other intersection that you have disqualifies you from being able to say you are discriminated against as a black person. So then they, not even realizing that as an LGBT person and a black LGBT person, when I show up in the world, I get all of the hate and discrimination of being black. But I can't even turn to my own community for love and support because not only will I get my ass, not only will I get beat the fuck up in my community, I might get my ass beat when the cops come. So, bitch, it puts us in a very unique place where we don't really feel love at all. And then to see so many people that are allies be quiet right now, to see so many other people get quiet right now is a gag. Now, I never thought I would say this, but shout out to Chris Brown um, for being a voice. Well, 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 give him a light shout out, girl. Because, you know, next week it'll be something. Yes, yes. Let's inject that in there, bitch. But I want to give him a light shout out in this moment for being somewhat of a voice of reason and at least being somebody that understands that as a performer, get on the motherfucking stage, take these people money that you took, sing your motherfucking song, say thank you, and sit the fuck down. Like, ultimately, a lot of these, um, these, um, these, um, performers are getting to this place where they want to now make moral stances on who their fans can be and who their fans can't be because the baby one of the things he said is my fans don't have hiv my fans is clean like what why would you even say that why I, you don't know you don't even know if you have it i mean this is the type of man and so i'm gonna keep it real the gag for me when i used to do hiv aids testing was how many black men will come up positive and would immediately go, but I ain't gay. 
but you fucking everything under the sun without a condom, baby. And you make it seem like it is impossible that any human being that don't like other, that is that is the same gender loving or different in some way or queer in some way, it's impossible for y'all to get it. And that's the reason why black women are the fastest growing go group. And so what's funny is, it's these these niggas like the baby that really need to go and get tested. That had probably never gotten fucking tested because that's what I was saying. I'm like, that nigga probably ain't never been in his life. And never took an HIV test. Never Never. got an HIV test. Don't even know your status and sitting out here telling other people what they are when they're taking care of their health and doing what they got to do. So fuck him and fuck T.I. Like so much so that the site that now I, I, it's, I'm, I'm R. Kelly-ing his ass. Like, bitch, anything with him on it, it's a hell no for me. I can't do it. Because I refuse to live in a world where I am even entertaining or giving life to people that will wish death upon me and my people. And we have to get to that place. I saw some LGBT folks, some of the girls. I still suck his dick. Okay, girl, that's fine. You can suck on his dick all you want to. We all have the rough trade. You better wear a condom, bitch. You better wear a condom and don't be surprised when, don't be surprised if he gag your ass afterwards. And then, After and he busts the nut, girl, he punch you in your eye. Your motherfucking throat, bitch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that girl, don't be fucking surprised when, when the death, because that's the type of nigga that'll kill you to keep it from getting out because he talks so much shit about our community. So, you know, I, I want us to love ourselves a little bit better, too, because it was entirely too many gay people out here saying, well, y'all trying to act like our trade don't feel the same way. Well, if you fucking with trade that hate you, bitch, that's on you. I don't fuck with people that's fucking with me like that. That would say something like that. Speaking, speaking of that, before before I get to that, um, T.I. and his late ass, and shout out to Kid Theory that said T.I. with his um the, with his, the mother from um, Gullah Gullah Island hairstyle. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> like no, but like nobody is bullying y'all biscuit head asses. No, like no, uh, us us pushing back against your bigotry or us dragging y'all or calling y'all stupid because y'all have the audacity to be to actually be stupid and to be bigoted. That's not us bullying y'all. Y'all are just never. Y'all are just not used to be, um, being held accountable for the function that y'all do. And it feels uncomfortable. And now, if if the baby if the baby would have been around in like the 2000s and he would have did this type of shit where it's, it was still common for rappers to be homophobic in their songs, what they're used to is the general public um, uplifting them and supporting them and not um, being able to critique them. But the beauty of like the, the moment that we're in now with Black Twitter and just like social media activism where regular lay people are able to have a voice y'all are not used to us standing up for ourselves and advocating for ourselves and there are people in high places that are of the community that have the power to pull your fund and pull your money for your from your ass and y'all are not used to that and see i you're not really in the position to be saying anything because you're already getting shit pulled left and right because of the little sex the little molly suck sandal that you got going on so like the fact that you inserted yourself into this, I hope that you get everything that's coming to you. I hope that we don't ever have to hear from you again. And getting back to the topic about self-hating people, co-signing these men, uplifting this this bullshit, gotta definitely pivot to the I am Zoe thing. Do you know are you familiar with I am Zoe? Catch me up, sis. 
So I am Zoe is like uh, an Instagram comedian, has about six million followers, and I think I am Zoe is also on um, does uh, is a cast member on Wild and Out. I am Zoe, black gay man, really feminine, really annoying. So a couple of months ago, he was under fire or he went viral because he's real good friends with B Simone, who's also on Wild and Out. You know B Simone. Yes. So he's really good girlfriends with her. So they were like doing a mukbang and they did a video and he was talking about how, yeah, I'm gay, but I just I only like dating DL men. I, I can't date no openly gay men. It's just not for me. And uh it's of course the internet um tore his ass up because this is like, how are you just gonna be that self-hating and openly say that you're only going to date a DL man and like you don't embody any. Well, they're not energy. dating him, first of all. That's, that's right. That you're only getting, you only get your your jaws wore out by niggas that would rather not speak to you after they busting your throat. Let's just keep it real. Like those men that he's talking about. So let's now let's not romanticize it because there are people that there are because I hear gay people talking about. Yeah, I prefer DL men. I like dating DL men. He's not dating you if he's really DL sis. And if and, and in that case, if you want to get your if you want to get your whole war your jaw wore out. And you don't want, and you want somebody to bust and literally pull up their pants and walk off while you're still covered in cum, then then that's fine. That's what you're living for. Because those are have have fun with that. Have fun, but make sure you get tested also. Yeah, but yeah, but to openly hate, to openly hate openly gay, like it just so obviously he got drugged really really bad in the internet. So Ti went live. Why why you're First of all, if I was his lawyer, I would I would have told him to deactivate all of your social media. Why the fuck are you on social media and you're going through this? But that's a whole other thing. T I went live after the he got backlash for supporting a baby. And I I didn't watch the video because I just mentally can't do it. But the gist of the video is he now it's this narrative of now um the uh, the gay community is bullying straights and he shouldn't have to feel bad for being proud to be heterosexual or some bullshit. And he let I Am Zoe come on his Instagram live. And basically, I Am Zoe was just co-signing T.I. saying that the baby wasn't wrong and that the, the gay community are bullies. And all, all of this picked me as shit. And he got drug again because... The well, he went to one of his DL. Obviously, if I am Zoe says he likes um DL men, he went to one of his DL compatriots, girl. Because I'm starting to feel like the obsession with us is more of an interest. And I'm not a girl that uses that all the time. I'm not a girl that says that every man that's got a problem with it got to be gay. I'm not that girl. But Ti's obsession with it and the idea that he co he getting gays the cosign who say they love DL men it does make it does make me wonder it's a sign. yeah yeah T.I. purposely picked I am Zoe because he knew I am Zoe was a, a pick me a, a between pick me so apparent of course the the video got shared as clips and the clips were viral and the community rightfully drug I am Zoe again so in the comments let me put, let me pull up the statement just so I'm going to be accurate so we can have this conversation going to the gay e page shout out to the gay Instagram page we got to talk so we can start doing advertisements so I am gay 
Um, internet personality and YouTuber Zoe Fenty, better known as Goddamn Zoe, has officially addressed the long-term backlash for his preference in not dating openly gay men. Um, oh no, this is this is not this is not it. Um, um, no, this is not it. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. Um, Zoe, aka Goddamn Zoe, slid in our comment section and gave some context, but why? behind why he prefers DL men in which he clarifies that DL for him does not mean a man who has a wife or girlfriend, but rather lives a straight life. His preference is being deemed as internal homophobia, which Zoe tries to dispel by revealing that because he feels he is a trans woman trapped in a butch queen's body, the type of man he is attracted to uh -uh. Would, would have been what he <laughs> would be dating had he transitioned. Gays, share your share your thoughts. Um, Can I say this really fast? I'm going to share my thought really fast. That whole, I hate now, bitch, that just wore me out. You will not claim transness and try to mix that in with this, baby. I promise you that being trans has nothing to do you wanting to be you identifying, and this is not just speaking on his preference or what he identifies, but you identifying as trans has nothing to do with your internalized self-hate. Don't make it because because I'm a woman inside trapped. Well, first of all, bitch, you ain't gotta be trapped. You can come on and be yourself. But if you do sis, know that we're gonna come over here and really roast your stupid ass. Because, bitch, those are the niggas that's killing us. So let to be to, to be clear. Your preference has nothing to do with you being trans. That is just you being an ignorant, pick me, wannabe ass motherfucker that really is looking for attention and affirmation from a society that don't give a fuck about you. Because guess what? The baby was still talking about you. Okay? So regardless, you going to sit on T.I. show and say that we're being bullies. Well, how are we being bullies when no one brought our name up? We didn't put, it's not like the gays had the baby name in their mouth. It's not like the gays had T.I.'s name in their mouth. It's the opposite. They got our name in their mouth. And you are co-signing that. Fuck you and the horse you came in on. And just like how black people that, um, that, that use their proximity to whiteness to judge other black people, this is a man who has a lot of quote-unquote heterosexual people that are okay letting them be his, their little token coon black LGBT gay boy. But go ahead. So this is one of the comments that he wrote after the girls was dragging him yesterday after the clip of him and T.I. went viral. No matter how much the gay community speaks down on me, I will always stand for us. You all can bash me until the rapture, but I'll always stand strong for the gay community. Sorry I wasn't strong enough to go through with becoming a transsexual and felt like I'd be unloved by my parents. So if my DL statement didn't make sense to you all, hopefully that helps because I would have went through with being a trans woman. I would be living as a cis woman, not saying trans women can't date openly gay men. It's just that this has always been me, extremely femme. It's just crazy because I have a, pre I have a preference like everybody else, I'm hated. Um, and excluded from the gay community. I never and will never say two femme guys can't date or two mass gay men can't date or two bottoms or tops can't date. Do what makes you happy. It's, it's just at the age I am, I feel my masculine features have set in and I'm scared to transition now. So now I'm frowning oh, from liking what I like because people don't understand me or have or take the time to. However, I still love us regardless if y'all love me or not. 
hope hopefully one day people will accept people for who they are I still get hate for this too, but I've learned you can't make everybody happy. And if I said anything wrong um, in response, I apologize. Hope you all have an amazing day. So I want to talk about this. So let me tell you something about identity. Um, I know girls who were willing to live under a bridge, who were willing to lose it all, who knew who even now after decades on hormones will never fit into a heteronormative paradigm of what being trans is. And that makes them no less trans than I am. So this also lets me know how ignorant he is because his mentality is, is that I have a certain set of features that makes it impossible for me to want to be trans because it's set in. And that's not even how- You only want to be trans so you can chase dick. And that is the problem. There are a lot, and I'm not saying that it's all the girls, because now we haven't grown black trans women so. In 2021, I am observing because of the access now to the easiest medical care systems, to or the access now for Medicaid, paying for pussies and breasts and face films. I am starting to see a rise in individuals that are transitioning without ever wanting to actually connect to womanhood, who are not even aligning with women's issues, who do not view themselves necessarily as wanting to, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not speaking for the non-binary people, I'm not speaking to how it looks or how you identify. I'm talking about the people that are intentionally coming with this mentality of, in order to be a woman, you need to be fuckable, you need to look a certain way, and there are girls that are transitioning, and they aren't necessarily transitioning for the what I would consider a, an identity issue, but rather they're looking to transition to try to see who they can attract. You are, we also are living in the age of men getting, and I don't have a problem with it, getting BBLs and getting things of that nature. But some of those men, like this gentleman, feel like they can claim this transgender spirit deep down and then talk and then use that to oppress and to come up with this like really crazy antiquated. I would be cis if I was trans. I would live cis if I No, bitch, you would still be trans. You would be a fucking trans woman. And I, and you're speaking from a place of ignorance. So just even that last statement that he, you just read, that lets me know that this is a deeply uneducated individual. And it makes me almost a little bit sad because I'm aware that he's going to get gagged in the end by these same people that are co-signing with him now. Like T.I., after he's done with you, will never speak to you again. You will never be allowed in the club with them. You will never like, so whatever clout he thought he was getting is going to really gag him because what I do know about the cis heads that don't like the gay people, and if you're an LGBT person that they think they can stand by, um, that they think you're gonna, you're gonna hate yourself and stand with them, they're gonna love you. To that point, shout out to my bitch, T.S. Madison. These people had you fucked up. There were a lot of people that thought that this trans woman was going to stay at a place where she was attainable. It was cool when they thought that she was a trans woman that was going to be okay with them considering going business as usual and staying with the status quo. See, they were okay with T.S. Madison when they thought she was saying things that would put her at odds with community because they love divide and conquer. Black people learn to put that on black gay people because white people did that to us as black people, the divide and conquer thing. So black people love 
to find their token gay, the plain Monroe's, these individuals that they believe are gonna extol their already preconceived hate and, and virtues that they have and that are gonna make other LGBT people feel inferior or less than. Everybody loves a self-hating token, especially when your goal is, is to try to marginalize another group. And, and so they thought that T.S. Madison was that girl. And I am glad that my sister is educating the shit out of these people. I have been following her online and a lot of her fan base now is alienated. They are upset. They are confused as to how what they thought was going to be their token queen is the is, is standing with her people. And I always knew she had that in her because I do know you can't live this walk and be around those people and not have them gag you. I do believe that my sister has gone through experiences with the Kayas of the world that have allowed her to grow in her experience. And as a result, I think that she's a, a better advocate for it. Sometimes you got to go through shit to understand better about who you are, and what you stand for. And I love the fact that T.S. Madison in this moment is gagging her fans because she has an extremely loyal cult following of mostly cis women who lightly have a problem with LGBT people. And she was the, LG, the, the trans woman that they thought was going to put us in check or be there or the one that they could actually laugh at and it would be okay because she's laughing with you. I love that she's gagging y'all asses. I love that she's educating y'all asses and I love her platform. You know, we've given our critique of her management in the past. We've given our critique of some of her, some of the ways that the media tried to use her. We've given our, we've given our opinions on T.S. Madison. And all of them haven't necessarily always been <clears throat> the most glowing just because we have questions, right? Like we had our questions, but I love that she has evolved to this place where she's making it clear. I fuck with my people. I'm going to, like we said in our last podcast, you dance with the motherfuckers you came with. And I enjoy the fact that she's standing with us in this moment and using her platform to gag all them hateful ass women that thought that she was going to be their little queen. Go ahead, girl. Um, and speaking of T.S. Madison, uh, she's having her room right now on Facebook. I see they're getting really popular now. Like her, the, now Facebook has like a clubhouse feature where you can um, where you can have rooms with the people. So it's it's been interesting. Um, I, I'm gonna have to listen to it once we start recording. But I, I am Zoe. I I'm not here to say whether you are trans or not. That's between you and whatever God that you serve. But if you're transitioning so you can pull men and you can have access to men, bitch, you are going to be in for a rude motherfucking awakening, bitch. Because whether you stay a gay boy or whether you transition, bitch, and what or whether you're a cis or trans girl, putting all of your hopes and dreams into attracting men, girl, that that's that's the quickest way to a path of depression and anxiety. Early crime. <laughs> so like and the fact that you are transitioning for, to get a man that tells me that you're not doing it for the right reasons baby you just not you're not doing it for the right reasons girl no and it, and, that, and that reaffirms to me that you want this male approval so bad that you're willing to cave and you're willing like this is how you think that the only way you're going to be valid is if you have access to these type of men, bitch. And it's just like, girl, everything is not for everybody. So I'm glad that you didn't transition yet. And a real nigga will never really fuck with you. Just so you know, Zoe, 
You are you are the DL niggas aren't trying to be with niggas that have millions of platform. They have a platform that's going on TV. That's like no. So good luck, good luck on this truly DL man that's gonna make you his his queen. Good luck. Right. I don't know. When I saw the video, I don't know. I just really I'm saying for Zoe to even though I I'm pissed off and I still feel like Zoe is the Candace Owens of the community. I see somebody that's lonely and now. Because you're jumping out the window and you're saying this dumbass shit co-signing T.I.'s ass, who probably is never going to cape for you and never going to have your back. Now you're alienating yourself from community. And bitch, in these times, bitch, you need your community. Because mm-hmm. these heck people, girl, they will let you down. They will. They will and, let you down. And and, and, and and shout out to the cis head folks that are allies. We're not talking about you and you should know that by now. We are talking about the the majority of people that do performative allyship, but that still will talk shit about a homeboy that they suspect, will talk shit about their their LGBT relative, even though they say they love gay people and they- Or the cis woman in your life that will date somebody that's openly homophobic or transphobic. And think that that's their, that that, that's gonna protect them from from being involved. Or the cis women that, that make the excuse, I can't date a man that could be bisexual because of HIV AIDS. So I promise you, you gonna you can still catch it from the trays. You 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 keep trying to make it like when people be honest with you that that somehow makes them a higher risk. I promise you, as black women, y'all need to be very careful because you're the highest, fastest growing group. We're actually starting to see a decline in LGBT numbers and an increase in yours. So be careful because the grave that you dig for somebody else will be the one you let get. And that's not necessarily saying that that virus is going to do it, but the way that you're, the karma and the way that you're talking about people, don't ever doubt that it won't come back and catch you in your own life and that you will now have to eat humble pie and have to actually, and, 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 and I'm, I, you know, shout out to my black women that are living in their truth and being open about their, what they have and they're experiencing in their life as women that are HIV positive, because I feel like that also needs to be something that we're putting more awareness on the fact that this is not just a gay issue, but it is also a cis head issue and a women's health issue. Because these niggas like the baby, you see, they don't. They, they, they yeah, don't, girl, and they, they don't know they 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 with no condoms, girl. bitch, thinking that all they're going to get is pregnant. Girl, I never thought the baby was that cute. I always said I thought he was a handsome pit bull. That's what he gives. He gives me. Bitch, I ain't going to lie, girl. I, I suck his dick in the, the parking lot and roll like, I, bitch. And all that fucking, like, you doing you all would that have slut shaming. You doing all that slut shaming. And you probably the biggest fucking whore around. The biggest whore around, like, girl, get the get the fuck, bitch. If I want to munch some bird in the parking lot at Rolling Loud, girl, let me get my life, okay? Right. Let me get my fucking life. And if you want to munch some bird in the parking right, lot, right, girl. Sometimes you get a craving to suck some dick, bitch. Sometimes, sometimes you want to feel the the orifice, bitch, pushing against the like, girl. Sometimes you get cravings, bitch. I get cravings from time to time. So if I wanna. Suck some dick. Let me suck and some the dick. baby, if you want to suck some dick, that's okay. Like, right. and if you've gotten your dick sucked, that's okay. Like, right. I, I, I want to also give give black men permission to be themselves and to not have to feel like like. And baby. a boss bitch gets their dick sucked, bitch. We told you I'm in one of the episodes, bitch. 
<laughs> so y'all keep it cute and just remember love yourself just love yourself and the baby ti all these motherfuckers fuck you chris right and y'all are not oh, getting this is your path for redemption honey i keep keep this energy Girl, fuck, fuck fuck is redemption again when you are in this space of entertainment bitch nothing is guaranteed bitch your dollars that you make are based on public opinion. And if you don't do what you need to do, go, unless you have a platform where you're self-funding yourself, and the shade is none of y'all niggas do, and a lot of y'all people in Atlanta are stunting and taking out loans to buy these expensive-ass cars and homes, don't got a pocket person, and then when you, you just can make the illusion so you can get these million-dollar loans and million-dollar but y'all don't have it like that. Y'all honest. The real estate market and the way things are here in Atlanta, girl, you don't have to have a million dollars to live nice. Like, I'm, I'm just keeping it a being. Atlanta is the most posing city in the country, in my opinion. And I've lived here 18 years and I have traveled all around the country. I love my black people. I love that we are in all of the, most of the leadership positions here. <laughs> okay. I love that, you know, we, we do, we do have a black power base here. But there are a lot of people that are fucked up about disrespectability politics and too consumed about what it looked like. And then, like you said, their whole life is a scam, okay? Even all the way down to their sexuality. There's a reason why Atlanta is the gayest city in the country right now. And there's also, a, and, and it's not because of all of it, and, it, and it's not just the gay men that are out. MSMs, y'all getting it in down here, okay? And MSMs include the niggas that's getting their dick sucked in the parking lot and all of that. And a lot of y'all are really terrified right now. And what I am seeing are a lot of black men who have an insecurity. Now, I don't know where this insecurity is rooted in. Because, again, I'm not a girl that says just because you don't like gay people, you must be gay yourself. But you do got an insecurity. And I need to know why. Because it doesn't make sense to me that you are so pressed about what a community, what we over here doing. When you say y'all do y'all, let us do us then. Keep our name out your motherfucking mouth. Unless you want unless you're asking for somebody because the girls will still let you let you put it they will they will put their dick right in your mouth if that's what you if this was a dog whistle for you to get some dick right today, please believe you can get it like the bitch but like girl let, let's just in in the boosie please crawl back on under whatever rock that you came from you are not like for you to think that you are going to be at, the, at any award show that Little Nas X is in, have you even been to any award show outside of some, award. Right, some, award. some regional Southern rap awards? I bet you never even been to the BET Hip Hop Awards, nigga. Like, sit the fuck down, bitch. If you think you're putting your hands on Little Nas X, the way that these girls are probably going hey, to Hey, he said he was going to put his hands on Little Nas X? Yeah, he was, he was on live. I'm um, talking about how if um because Lil Nas X had joked that him and uh, the white boy that did the song when they go to the VMAs they're gonna perform the song neck uncensored or naked he was like man the kids this the kids that you better not let me cut your f word as um, performing naked in front of these kids I'm a whoop your ass I'm a just like the level of you're going to beat somebody up that you don't know because he's telling a joke and he's joking because. We, we do know that no one's naked going to be naked in an award show right so but the, but just the idea that this man can actually say in a world in a post matthew shepherd and a post 
everything world that we live in, where we know that black people, I mean, trans folks and, and gay folks are being killed for existing, for him to even hint at violence because of someone just living, it's just scary. It's just scary. It's scary that, you know, all of these other folks, all of these people that have died so that we could be able to live freely and unencumbered. And then these same people say, well, I got gay relatives. I got gay friends. I got, well, if you know that that's what you have, if you know you have these people around you, it's just like the people that are black that are defending black, you know, blue lives matter. And the people that are black that are defending the white establishment, you are failing us. You think you're a leader and you think you're leading black people, but black people are not a monolith. Black people exist in different forms and fashions. We show up in different ways. Gender is not something that can be policed by anybody else. And I just, I, I, I'm disappointed in all of these. I'm, I'm not really, let me, let me keep it real. I'm really not disappointed because these individuals have already proven to have low moral character to begin with. So I'm not disappointed. I'm not shocked at the baby because I saw how he did Meg. I saw how he won't stand with black women. I've seen how he assaults black women. I've seen he's got all kinds of allegations. All of you have all kinds of allegations out here. All of y'all need to shut the fuck up because if y'all thinking it's the gay and count your blessings, count your blessings because the fact that you still here, the fact that you alive, the fact that you the are, fact that CPS didn't take your kids away from you, Boosie. You ought to be grateful, baby. The fact that the fact that you still are free, Ti, you should be grateful, baby. The fact that you, the baby, are still alive, you should be grateful because it seems like murder follows you wherever you go. So if I were you, I would write my will and pray very hard. And it's not about LGBT people; it's about the toxic person that you are and the people you have around you, baby. Because it's every week somebody getting killed at one of your concerts, getting their ass beat, you assaulting fans, like. You are not that nigga. And I, I, I at this point, fucking with the baby for me is like saying I live for R. Kelly. Like I, it's, just, it's a no-go. It's a deal breaker for me. Now, I'm not saying you can't feel like he cute if you feel like he cute. But if you are the type of person that can stand behind what he's saying, bitch, that's, that's like R. Kelly to me. I can't fuck with you. It is what it is. You are. And I'm not about to sit here and argue or make concessions. Like... Because it it gives me a glimpse into your politics. It also, I, I in my relationships, whether they be friendships or romantic, I have to advocate for my safety, and I'm not going to feel I'm not going to feel safe around somebody that thinks that that level of violence is okay. It shouldn't be checked. Exactly. Especially. In- Exactly. And and I hope that more trans women feel that same way, sis, because like I said, some of y'all, it's really sad. I still suck his dick. I'm sure you would, sis. And the tray is just killing just the, the girl that got murdered a couple days ago over in DMV, where I live at, but in PG County. And they found the guy um, a day or two later and say he was intimate with her. Dark skin piece of tray with dreads. Damn. Murder in your own fucking apartment. So no, yeah, girl, I just, I, I can't, I can't. Like it, like it, like my, I, my head has literally been hurting, and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse, and it's just like, y'all, just shut the fuck up. Just let shut live, up. live and let live. Y'all always say, I ain't. To, I, if you're not worried about us, if you want us to leave, like. 
I don't understand how you feel like I could just I could just actively attack a group of people and they're not supposed to defend themselves. I'm just so glad we're at the point where we can. Because I remember a day where it would be dangerous for you to either stand up for yourself in these moments. And I'm just glad that we've reached a critical mass of awareness in society where at least these companies know. And I don't necessarily believe every company that's canceling these people is because they didn't know that they felt that way. It's the idea that the, the veiled homophobia is now taboo to share and these companies know their bottom lines can't gay people we spend too much money for y'all to, for y'all to have these opinions so shout out to y'all at least respecting y'all bottom lines I, I hopefully a lot of you that particularly organizations like boohoo that says that it is in their dna to support a people like us i support organizations like that but for a lot of these major corporations they only really cancel these people because of the publicity they don't really, they're not really standing with us either. So y'all be aware of performative allyship in corporations and companies. Because just because, you know, they canceling people, I want to know what your policies are. I want to know how many people in your company are able to feel comfortable. I would love to know some of these companies, how their LGBT staff feels, even though they're saying they stand with us. Because I, 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 I believe that that's a lot of performative stuff too. But I am appreciative that at least we we are gotten to the place where they know that our money is green and spends like everybody else's. So shout out to these corporations for fucking with not fucking with these niggas. And I am a girl that actually believes in black um, entrepreneurship, black success, black. But I, I, you know, I'm also gonna be a girl, and this is the truth. Um, I've, I've also seen some black companies. Um, I'm a part of a group. Like I said, I've been a part of several groups since this political thing, and there are a lot of business owners in some of these political groups that I'm in. And there are a lot of company, Black-owned businesses that are not LGBT welcome. And just because you're Black doesn't mean I'm going to spend money with you if I believe that it's going to be detrimental to my existence or if I'm supporting something that I think is uh, people that I ultimately believe will throw a rock at me if I wasn't spending my money. I, bitch, we got to be careful with that too. Don't, oh. don't just buy Black because it's Black. Buy black when they, when they have proven that they care for all black people. What were you about to say? Oh, shout out to the person that threw the shoe with the baby. Shout out, shout out to them. Shout out to them. I feel like it was the Butch Queen. I just feel in my head. <laughs> I feel like it was a Butch Queen that really paid for them front row tickets. <laughs> and was like, girl, you're going to get gagged today. And I, I wish he didn't miss the shoe because that shoe came fast, bitch. <laughs> like if you didn't hit one of these, like how George Bush did back in the day when they had threw the shoe at him, bitch, he would have got assaulted. Like that shoe was coming bitch, home. Bitch, I wish somebody could have threw a damn cinder block at his um biscuit head ass. Well, girl, you know, at a the baby concert, the um the security be so fierce, bitch. They probably couldn't. <laughs> the girls didn't bring their brick, their customary bricks in, bitch. Right. But I hope that that's the thing. I hope every time he do a concert, bitch, he have to worry about shoes, bitch. If I ever see his ass, bitch, I hope I have a gym shoe handy, bitch. Just off the real bitch. Since you just like popping fans in the face, bitch, I'm about to smack you with a motherfucking shoe. But no, I'm just, yes. I don't advocate for violence. I'm just saying. I fuck, <laughs> fuck. I told y'all a couple of episodes ago, wear these motherfuckers out, girl, because they not going, they not going to, ain't no reasoning with them. Ain't no trying to love on them. We got to wear them out. If you, like I said before, if you can get your gun, your license for your guns, Get your guns, get your weapons. If wear you get your these. license, that brick was not a joke. Hammers are also excellent. Right. 
saws. I don't care because these niggas, the, the level of violence and rage that they have for us just existing and just being amongst them, it's it's it 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 doesn't make any sense. And if you're willing to be that valid to me with your words and just the fact that you just can't deal that I'm gonna be queer and I'm just gonna exist, bitch, that lets me know that you can get angry kind of and get violent with me. So I need to do everything in my power to protect myself, bitch. Because if it becomes damn between me or you, bitch, oh, I'm gonna make the right choice, bitch, and I'm still gonna be here. And you're not, and if you think you putting your hands on me, bitch, I'm gonna give you something that you can feel. I'll be and that's what. That's for any random piece of trade. That's for any intimate partner that um, is constantly pushing my back. No, like just the level of rage that little Nas X exists as an artist and that he's empowering so many of us to um, feel free. Like, bitch, I don't put it past none of these niggas to be violent with us. And they're already being violent with trans women. I pray for the baby's children. I pray for, because let me be real. You know, uh, in a lot of these cases, what I also hear people, hear people that would, but like, remember we talked about the young man that was abused by his family and we gave mm-hmm. the update that he was taken from his family and that they, yeah. The baby and people like that are the people that are playing and playing into that hate in people's parents to where they don't, they will abuse their child so that their child doesn't fall into those groups because they want to be able to hold their, their their camera up at the concert in hate with this man. Like, I, 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 I pray for the LGBT children that these people could have. I know Debussy said that he gave his child a prostitute because he did not want him to be gay and, you know, whatever. Well, listen, it didn't change anything if your child is LGBT, okay? And I'm afraid for their children. So I want to just pray for them. And and then if they do have any LGBT children, I pray for their safety. Because somebody that is doubling down and tripling down and quadrupling down like this, God forbid, if something mighty or someone in their family is this way, these will be the people that will try to try to abuse, physically abuse or harm people in their family or people that they say they love because they don't want the embarrassment. So I don't want to minimalize this moment at all. If you are our loved one around a baby or around any of these people and you are being abused, please, please, please speak out because uh, we live in a world where you don't have to take it. And a lot of these gay people, I feel like a lot of LGBT folks, we think we have to take it. A lot, the, the, even the girls that, are the, that aren't necessarily saying, oh, I want to fuck him or I want to be with T.I., whatever. There's still a lot of gay people that are like, well, we just got to understand everybody not going to like us. Mm-mm. That that shit that people, we had to do like in the eighties and night like that gender even the book I just read I can't date Jesus having people that de- didn't come out till they were in college because they were like definitely afraid of their parents or they couldn't get like these kids ain't built like that bitch they coming out like this is who I am I'm not about to miss out on my teen years having my, like and we gotta create space for them and we have to like these we're not we're not being doing the respectable bullshit to make you happy bitch fuck your happiness bitch i only got my, my life to live and i'm not waiting until i'm in my 30s or 40s to finally come out fuck that bitch fuck all of that bitch fuck that bitch i'm living for me bitch fuck fuck you and you trying to abuse me and oh i just have no girl that shit don't feel good 
that shit don't feel good. And niggas gonna be in therapy for years trying to undo the trauma and unlearn the trauma because their parents couldn't love them for who the fuck they are. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that. I'm I'm so happy. Flip a hard dick. I'm I'm so happy to be in this generation, girl, because these kids don't get they are here for the shits, bitch. They are they are here for the shits and they are brave in ways that we couldn't be brave back in the day. But I really am happy. So I'm so proud of them that they get to grow in a generation where they have a little Nas X and they have all the like so we that we don't have people waiting until they're in their twenties to have their first whatevers. Um, as queer folks, so fuck yeah, fuck these. And like I said on the other on the Monty Van Zandt post, some of these niggas are literally just going to have to die out, and I'm fine with that. They are just going to have to become extinct. Shout out to Imani Van Zandt. She has this phrase that says "become," and my sister was like, "become extinct." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have these niggas ain't going to have to die out, girl. Stop, stop wasting your love and your no. Fuck well, no. one thing my sister-in-law says and. She says it more. She says it in relation to a lot of the um, systemic oppression that we face today. She was like, "It's literally gonna take like, a few generations to die out." Right. It before, is before this world can improve, and it's gonna include our generation because our even even people our age still, and I'm saying those of us in our middle thirties, even mm-hmm. people even our age, we've been co- we had to deal with so much, and we've been corrupted in our mind by a lot of this systemic oppression to where we hate ourselves that it is going to take a lot of us dying out for this new generation to really change the world. And I see the world changes coming behind us, like my sister said. And I just want to say I love you for those of, for those of you who are listening right now, because I know that we do have some youth that listen to us. Um, shout out to your parents for allowing it. But um, yeah, there are people that y'all, y'all young generation, y'all are coming up with some real, real boss mentality. Y'all are coming up unapologetic. You've grown up in a world where you've been able to have these possibility models, and y'all are changing the world, and I love it, and I love you. And I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna step the fuck off the way and let y'all do y'all. Cause I'm I won't be a barrier. See, I'm not a girl that's in. And you know what, sis, and that is the truth too. I, we have to make room for these leaders. And our generation, because it was the beginning of movements, we had to like create opportunities. I know you and I both have started organizations for for rights. For, for LGBT folks, but we have to be comfortable with the reality that there is a time where we're going to have to step to the side and or be mentors and or encourage the leadership of this younger generation so they can step into this work with their fullness without us taking up space with our antiquated old school values. Because there's still a lot of trans women that are policing other trans women's appearances based on some shit they drag mother told them or their trans mother told them. And they're standing in the way of progress. And we here at Boxing Mafato, we're not standing in the way of progress. We encourage you and we want you to also grow and evolve and have a word and be on the table with us. We have to start letting youth be at the table because I do remember the pushback that I even received as a young leader from people that were like, oh, you don't know that, you didn't pay your dues. You ain't go through what I go through. No, I didn't. And I and and and, and it's because and that's kind of the point. Because it's because you walk that I run, sis. Right. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's the goal. You want it to be better for every concurrent generation. You don't want people behind you to face the same oppression you did, or otherwise you fail. Because ultimately I'm the adult now. I'm responsible for making sure that my young the, the babies behind us are know that we love them and that we're welcoming them. 
And y'all need to get into that mentality. So yes, this I love that you brought up a standing the fuck out of the way. Because that's what we got to do. So I don't know if you wanted to do another topic or if you wanted to end, but I feel like... topic really fast, just, to, you know, because, you know, I got time. Okay. So, but, but no, you had another topic that you wanted to do. Girl, we don't got it now. What, do you remember what... I, I know I said in our pre-production meeting. Oh, uh, no, girl. I, I want to formulate my thoughts. I feel like we went in so deeply about this the baby topic. Let, let's just let's just end the episode here because yeah. I feel I feel I feel like you gave the people a lot. Gave so, a sis, lot. yeah, take on take us up out of here. Well, 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 well. This has been another episode of Box Number Five Twelve Podcast. Thank you to each and every one of you that has stand with us. Shout out to YouTube. Shout out to um, Spotify. Shout out to those of you that are checking us out on SoundCloud. Shout out to also our patrons. We love you and we thank you for all of your love and support. We ask that, you know, in this time, y'all stand with us. We need you. We need all of the support that we can get. It can't just be us or they're going to say that it's just us complaining. That every So we would love to have more vocal allies. And those of you that are listening, we know y'all are woke. Because if you're listening to us, you got to be. We don't, we're not the podcast for people that ain't. So thank you for tuning in. This has been another episode of Box Number 512 Podcast. Bro, Black Trans Woman Talking. I have one of your co-hosts, The Lioness. And I am Aeon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. And don't forget to become a patron on the Box Number 512 Patreon page, where we have all new exclusive content. And also, don't forget to follow us on our social media, on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. And also, become a subscriber on our YouTube page. Until next time, bye. bye.